Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Subterranean or Sub T, as their fans like to call them. We uh, this is part two of the Sacred Harvest Music Festival. As I said last week, we're going to split this up into three parts. Last week was the music. This week is going to be the interview slash. Um, part or segment of their set. So we'll talk to uh, three out of the four dudes from Sub T. So we got uh, Chucky Love, bass vocals. We got Stephen Buttry, keyboard sax, flute vocals, and Chris Colt, guitar and vocals. Uh, Chucky Love and Stephen kind of get called away to do something. And so towards the end, me and Chris are just talking. So it starts out with those guys, and then it goes into me and Chris. There is some background noise. We are at backstage at a festival. I am using this condenser mic, so it just picks up everything. I tried to pull out a lot of the bass, the low end, so there's not a lot of rumble kind of pushing out uh, our voices, and I tried to kind of raise some of the frequencies that our voices fell under, and um, I tried, you know, there's going to be some background sounds. Sorry, we've done this before, folks. You know how this works. <laughs> so we're going to be talking to Sub-T and then listening to their show, or not all of the show, I got most of their show, though. So that'll be following directly directly after the interview uh, with Sub-T, and um, and then that's just gonna out. They're gonna sub T is gonna play us out, and then we'll see you next week. But so so we're splitting this up into three parts. And w next week we're gonna have Chris Hauser of the Works on. Now I'm really excited about this interview because Chris and I resonated on an awesome level. It was it, it was like it was like a true connection of two people that happened to be talking on a microphone. Which was really nice, and I'm not trying to be weird about it. It was just that we had a lot of com a lot in common, and I think you're gonna learn a lot about Chris that you might not have ever known about him. And um, uh, yeah, you know he has a new baby, and he's uh, you know he he's a regular guy who's just he's trying to buy a house. You know, um, he has problems just like everybody else. So so that's next week. Chris Hauser of the Works. We got a good. I think we talked for like 40 minutes. So it wasn't. An, I, you guys know how I like to chat. I just like to keep going. We'll do like two and a half hours. But uh, you know, he was uh, Chris was the artist at large. That's what the guys at the festival are calling him. He's the artist at large. So he was just sitting in with some of the bands on the main stage. And that was awesome. And and as you heard from last week, you know, Chris was sitting in with Bacano, Act Casual. Um, they sat in with Wax. I mean, he just sat in and he did his own solo set. So awesome. So what we're going to do here, I think they even sat in. I think Chris is sitting in with Sub-T too. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think Chris sat in with Sub-T. Um, fun fact, Chucky Love, the bass player from, uh, Sub T used to be the bass player for the works, but they went their own separate ways a while back. Just a fun fact I'm throwing in there. I also wanted to do a correction because I, uh, 
I called Act Casual last week, Art Casual, and their name is actually Act Casual. So I just wanted to make that correction. Also, I wanted to address um, something. I've been hearing some feedback about my Hookahville shows and um, you know me talking about hookah and stuff. And I know uh, acoustic hookah means a lot to a lot of people, and when I'm talking about uh, when I'm talking about these personal issues that they may or may not be having backstage, those are all rumors. I'm not trying to facilitate or, or keep it going, but this is just what I heard. And, and I mean, I'm looking at this podcasting thing as almost like journalism. It's kind of turning into journalism for me, like, cause it's turning into things that I just want to know, like this whole jam band scene here in Toledo. I know the point is moot. Well, when I first started talking to these jam bands, I thought it was like a really interesting point, but really in the end, it's just, you know, a bunch of guys grew up listening to, you know, the dead and it just so happened that there's a cluster of them here in Toledo and uh, hookah is mostly to blame, <laughs> not blame, but you know, they, they were the reigning champions around here for a long time. So, um, when I'm talking about hookah and me saying I don't give a shit about the Mullins years or what they're doing now, I just care about the Ed years, I'm not trying to denigrate denigrate the band, what they are now or what they've ever been. I respect them so much. I love Sweeney as a guitarist. He just still is incredible. You know, Katz is a wonderful piano player and uh you know organ player so i i respect the shit out of all of them the new band and so i i've been hearing feedback from people who listen to the show that maybe i've been a little rude about it and, and i'm not trying to become be rude and i think i explained myself okay where i'm like you know for me those ed years is a is an awesome time in my life where i was like young and just living life and and doing the most with be with my youth you know so for me going and seeing hookah 2.0 at this hookahville 50 was you know it was reaching back and reaching for my youth and, and reliving those good times with my friends who are all there doing that as well with all the people there that were doing that as well you know there was a lot of older heads there a lot of older hookah hookah fans and um it was great and like I, again i just want to stress that uh, no disrespect to the band and also i i i'm bringing this up because i talk about hookah again in this interview with sub t where i'm saying you know maybe hookah's passing passing the torch and I, and um there's no disrespect to hookah and i am a gossip my wife is yelling through the door i'm a gossip but whatever it, it, this is my podcast it's kind of journalism it's kind of me just meeting people it's kind of me networking so i yeah i i um you know anyways i just want to say that i love hookah i love what they do i love that they still are out there putting out new material and still touring so no disrespect nothing but respect uh nothing but mad respect for those guys and uh all that they've done and 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 there's a whole i mean it's just the fact that they're still going after everything they've been through as a band and all the different formations is just amazing to me and they're still doing these hookahvilles um you know and and so i was saying before my wife rudely interrupted me that i bring this up with hookah 
and Sub T in regards to the works. Because when I talked to Sub T, it was right after I talked to Chris. So like Chris is in the background. You hear me talking about Chris and Chris can hear me talking about it. He's like tuning up his guitar and just like kind of laughing in the background. And like it was kind of awkward for me to be like, do you think so? I asked the the guys from Sub T. I was like, do you think the works is kind of taking the torch? Uh, you know, do you think Huka, they're kind of carrying the torch where Huka kind of left off because they have this thing called the workout. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the works. Uh, I wasn't before I moved back here and found out that, you know, there's a whole this whole jam scene going on here. Um, but, you know, they're pretty big regional band and uh, they're awesome. They jam the fuck out. They're super talented and they have this thing called the workout and this last workout was awesome they had lettuce and galactic and just these high name bands and it's sort of what hookah was doing they were bringing people through buckeye lake and frontier ranch and you know bringing like bob weir through with rat dog and war and robert randolph and umphreys you know they had these huge huge names coming through here and made this really cool festival scene before there was even this huge festival scene that's not, you know, been dominating for the last oh, 15, almost 20 years now. I mean, with Bonnaroo, you know, kind of taking these small little hippie festivals and, and kind of like making it really mainstream and very commercial and which is cool. But, you know, anyways, all, all I'm saying is that hookah had like laid the groundwork for everything that's happening now with this Ohio jam scene and so when I talk about hookah and when I talk carelessly about and I just say things carelessly like I don't give a fuck about the uh, the the Mullins years or that it's not that I don't give a fuck because there is good songs it's just that for me the Ed years is, was like a very important and seminal time for my life so I just wanted to clear that up and I, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have said anything about the whole drugs and why they, you know, people being worried that the show might not go on at Hookahville, like Hookah might not play with Hookah 2.0. I guess I should have just kept that to myself, but it's out there. I don't care. It's just how it is, man. This is what I do and I'm not trying to get anybody or anyways i'm going way too long on trying to explain myself about my podcast i just heard some feedback from several people saying that maybe i was a little hard on the band and maybe i shouldn't have said all the things i did it's too late i already sent it out it's out there you guys can make your own decisions it's hookahville 50 i don't talk to any bands it's just me blabbing and then we listen to billy strings and uh, a couple songs from that night from hookah so you can check it out for yourself if you don't like it. Whatever. Love hookah. Awesome band. Important to me. Very important to me. So let's get into Subterranean and uh, let's fucking uh, talk to the boys from Subterranean. Go to the wespeakenglishgood.net to check out the barren wasteland that is the wespeakenglishgood.net. <laughs> <laughs> write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com and you can leave reviews on itunes uh, soundcloud you can message me leave comments you can follow me on ig i'm trying to grow my ig actually because my wife just hit a thousand and like I'm, I'm low-key jelly but not really i mean it's just social media it's nothing but it's like damn i've been stuck in the 600s like the 620 to 630s for so long 
and like I'm putting out content and I'm, I'm hashtagging and it's just it's weird. I haven't figured out my niche on uh, on IG. It's fun. It's like a game. It's like a video game. You just post content and see throwing shit at walls, you know, seeing what sticks. You can follow me there at We Speak English Good, or you can follow me on Facebook, We Speak English Good, or you can follow me on Facebook, just me, Mike Epp. Um, right now, my picture is me holding a upright, like I actually play upright bass. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess I do. I did it on TV a couple weeks ago with my buddy Asa, so I guess that's uh, that counts, right? Uh, that counts. Yeah, that counts. All right, so let's get into uh, the interview with the guys from Sub-T, and then following that is going to be Subterranean playing us out, and then next week, of course, is our interview with Chris Hauser and the final part three of the Sacred Harvest Music Festival um, run here. So... Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Fucking H, uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody, and um, I'll see you. And I think not quite a year yet. He's been in the band about ten months. October twenty-eighth. Okay. Were you guys so, rolling without keys? Yeah, just saxophone, guitar, bass, and drums. Oh, okay, so you had a sax player. And Steven was the perfect fit in there because he plays sax, and he added another dimension with the keyboards and stuff, so right. able to retain kind of our identity while still, like, forging new ground, you right. know, making a new sound. Yeah. And, you know, so... Wait, what was the biggest thing that you guys noticed when he came in oh, that changed? So many... Every musician's so different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Handsomeness>. <laughs> Our pussy rate went through the roof. I'm sorry, that was fucking so obnoxious. Well, for, no. me, for me, one of the things I want to do is um, to give Chris like a, a sonic palette to play over top of. Because, yes. you know, not having a polyphonic instrument for support, like he's kind of trying to solo and hold down rhythm and right. stuff. So, yeah. so I think, it, like, really, it was more of like a wingman coming in. It was my mentality. Like, I'm give him a chance to really really dig into the solos mm -hmm. yeah totally man so I, I feel like i feel like that was my role in the band i'm playing with now so like because i'm playing keys and so like yeah, it, support. it was more like of a foundation to sort of let the shredder shred and but but you know whatever <laughs> that's, that's cheesy. no that's perfect no that's no it, it, right but like a lot a, a lot of what the music that you guys do relies a lot on space right like because you guys i noticed a lot you guys kind of space your fucking shit out you'll just tonight sort of especially. like draw it out and like, yeah ate something weird or something yeah, especially <laughs> was especially slow choice. and chill tonight Probably all Hauser's fault. That's what I'll blame it on. Uh, he just came through. Spacey parts. Yeah, the spacey. Yeah. Came through and got all spacey on you. Any jam band, improvisational band, you gotta have big ears, you know, kind of. Yeah, totally. That space kind of goes hand in hand with that. If you're always talking, you can't listen. So it's kind of the same thing if you're always speaking. Yeah. You know, with your instrument, you can't really sometimes get right. kind of. You know, I, I, that's something I'm working on a lot right now is because, like, I, I like I can play notes fast, but that doesn't mean that you're playing notes well yeah. or, or or saying something. Yeah. Because, like, really, the goal is to, is to say shit, right? To say your own original voice, right? Right. 
So, do you feel like you, as a guitar player, that you've reached that? Uh, as, like you found your own sort of space, your own sound? I don't think so. I think it's really hard. So many guitar players, you know, it's really hard to find something new and fresh. I think it's a, a journey. But I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think so. You know, you're still you're still searching. Still searching for sure. Do you have at least a sound that you're happy with? Like like really happy and settled into? Like like tone wise? I think so, but we play so many different scenarios. You know, you'll play a club, you'll be in a guy's backyard like yeah. we are tonight, you know, or you'll be at a big festival. So the sound varies so much from night to night. We're not on the level yet where we have an engineer with us every night that knows us inside right, and out. Right. So we all sing, you know, so when you come, a guy that's never heard us before is mixing us. Yeah. It's kind of hard, you know, you got saxophone jumping in and out, you got right. keyboards in and out, you got four vocalists, harmonies. Of course. So as far as like just the overall sound, you know what I mean? It's just right. hard from night, it's different from night to night, even right. with your own yeah. instrument and just the, the whole With a sound. new sound guy every night, yeah. new engineer, yeah. It affects everything, you know. I, I, saw, I saw a dude fucking around with some buttons. Did you guys have something worked out for the end there? Because he had... told me that the guy, um, one of the guys said he was going to multi-track the show, so which would be nice to be able to mix it after the fact. Yeah, I record your whole set. I, I just record. I just Is that okay? Are you guys okay yeah. if I release it in bootleg? $1,000? No, I mean, like... I'm, I'm, okay, $2,000. All right, fair enough. You know what? Let's take it five. Like, even I, I like yes. the round up. I like the round up. I can retire. $5,000. Would that be amazing? As a musician, there is. $5,000 something for a year. Fuck! Right? I can make that stretch. I made it. I'm finally here. I'm finally here! Yeah. <laughs> For real though, that's like a payday! You're like, dude, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna pay so much rent with this. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome. I'll worry about food later, fuck it. <laughs> you know they give that shit away. Yeah, okay, so so subterranean, I heard that you guys used to go by a different name as well. We used to be called the Subterranean House Band. So what happened? Like, well, there was a bar in Dayton called Jay Allen's, okay. and we kind of formed as a uh, house band for them. Mm -hmm. We played there every, I think it was Wednesday nights when we started there, every Wednesday. Yeah. We just hosted a jam. Yeah. We'd, we'd come play a set, and then another, if traveling bands were coming through, they could play, they'd close the night out, we'd open up for them. Yeah. And since we're a local band, we'd have a good draw, you know, come out for these traveling bands. Hell yeah. And it's a Wednesday, so it's a good connector night for them, you know, mm -hmm. while they're going to a bigger city. Right. You know. And um, so we were the house band there. So we are subterranean the house band. But then we started to, like, get a lot of gig offers and get out of town. And yeah. It's like, we're not really a house band anymore, you know? <laughs> this is like a band. We're out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just dropped house band and we're just subterranean. Cool. Most people call it sub-T. Sub-T, actually. Uh, that's what I've been hearing. I've been yeah, hearing so. the sub-T thing. You guys got like a... You guys got a crazy fan base? Like, do you guys... Is your fan yeah. base kind of... Nobody really likes us, honestly. <laughs> we target single males uh, between 37 and 52. I don't even know why these people still book us. It's funny. It's like... Nobody likes us. Why are you giving us stuff? 
Well, I think we got a good fan base. You well, know, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, uh, are they crazy? Are they like, are they nice? Like, I don't know. It's like, a potpourri. It's a potpourri. That's a slippery slope, isn't it? Are they nice? What a weird question. We've, we've are your fans nice? We've talked about it before. Like, one of the things that, like, the fans that you might say are, are successful is, is just staying together. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so, you showed up. I mean, I, I just, I, I'm the new guy on the block, but you know, they've been that name has been around for. What, going on eight years, seven years? Seven, eight years, yeah, right around there. So I, it's like attrition almost, you know, so you've got new new people coming in the scene that are seeing a band with experience, and then you got the people that have been there from the beginning. Right. So. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's cool, man. You guys are able to sort of maintain, because that's usually what it is, right? Bands just sort of dissipate because... It's not easy. It's not easy. There's a lot of highs and lows when you go through this business. A lot of egos and a lot of fucking... It's it's really rough. It's like I always explain to people that being in a band having five wives or four wives, right? (laughs) Right, and it's pretty common, right? But it is. It's a a real relationship. Just stick at it. Keep at it. Keep going. And if you're not gelling with somebody, it's like that can really fuck your whole thing up. Did you guys did you guys go to hookah at all to that hookah 2.0 thing? We played the spring hookahville. Oh tight. We didn't play the fall one and I didn't get a chance to make it out there. I wish I did though. I heard it was a really good time. It was a good show. Yeah. It was. It was a good show. Yeah, I like the caverns out there in Bell Fountain. That's a, yeah, that's I a cool. Even, did you go cool into spot. the caverns? I've been in them before. Oh. I've we've I don't know if you Steven, see the we've all played there, there for years. Oh, okay. Out of so that this, place. Is, yeah. this is not a new... No, probably that's yeah. familiar ground. That's our probably backyard in a way. Playing there. Yeah. the caverns, you know, for yeah. a long time, yeah. And have they always held, like, festivals, like, like Actually, the jam guy, festivals and stuff? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 please. The, the guy that left the band, Danny Sowers, mm-hmm. he actually kind of uh, knew the land up there, knew the tribe, mm-hmm. and he started throwing a festival called Southwind yeah. Festival up there. Southwind probably ran for five years, maybe. Five years, six years. But then other little festivals started, you know, finding out, people found out about the spot. Yeah. The workout started. Yeah, first first workout was there. The workouts. Oh, at at, at the caverns? Yeah, it started there. Oh, cool. Yep, a lot of things have grown out of there. Yep. I don't know, I mean, it seems like, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to down any bands or anything like that, but it seems like, I, I feel like, I've been gone for so long that the last time I was in the area, it was hookah was holding for it. Oh yeah. And then they sort of like they sort of like did their thing, ad left, and then now they're hookah now. But it, but as in terms of, I feel like the torch has sort of been passed on to the new generation, and I, I feel like the work is kind of taken over, like that. I, I'm not trying to say that they replace hookah, please don't. It's just a running theory of mine, like just from. I'm out. Sorry, Chris, we're talking about you. I'm at this. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's negative. I mean, no, I'm not. And, guys and, get older, and like their passions change. Right. Well, no, I just feel like it. Look, it seems to me that the torch has been passed. Not, I mean, unintentionally, obviously, but, but I mean, would you agree with that, or was there another band that sort of before? Because they, I'll say this, they definitely paved the way for Dayton bands in Ohio. Ohio. You know, they, you're right, they held it down for so many years and they did create a scene for us and other bands to sort of expand to, out, right? to, to, to do something in. So they definitely are the founding fathers in yeah, Ohio every, for this everybody. Kind of music. Everybody is just like Huga, Sweeney. Yeah. But they are they, they still are. <laughs> Well, man, yeah, no, 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 and and like yeah. that's why I didn't want it to come off like as as like a fucking slam on hookah because I nothing but respect for those guys, 
and just they've given so many yes. good times to yeah. my life and like I think that's so just where they're at in life they, they don't want to trap or travel that's a hard it is it's a hard life, life to maintain forever and ever and ever and ever and ever they got the formula yeah. down you know you, you like you said earlier being in Ohio it's so centralized you don't have to go uh, national you to go to if you do it right you can play regionally and have a successful life. Right. Music, Every time I see music. one of those guys, they're all happy and smiling. I'm pretty sure they're doing okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they seem like they're happy, having yeah. fun. You know. Do you guys ever foresee yourselves doing like putting on your own event? Well, one day. That's the dream. There's is so the many. Yeah, yeah. Like where do you I do? Know. Like if, even if you wanted There's to, not like an open weekend. When do you do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when is there an open weekend? Again? And that's not even a joke. No, I know. <laughs> Pretty serious. Like, I know because hookah is going on, and then at the ledges there was something. Right? So Every weekend ones. in Ohio, there's a festival. So Damn near. Well, it's but summer. It's summer in Ohio. June, July, August. There's a festival. Every weekend, somewhere in Ohio. Most of them lose money. Such a headache. So, so would you somebody else? Would that. you say the jam scene in Ohio is saturated? I mean, not, I think there's a lot of talent in Ohio. I think there's a lot of talent. No, I'm just curious because I totally think in Southern California, the scene I came from was the Cal Roots reggae thing. You know, everybody wants to be sublime. Whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I came from that, and I felt like it was oversaturated, especially in San Diego, where there's just like a huge hub of fucking reggae bands coming out of. But I mean, like, do you do you feel that way or no? I, th I think. Or do you think there's think plenty of the room? Scene, there's a lot of crossover stylistically there. Like reggae right. is a little more like focused. It's very, um, very. Focused. You know, whereas the jam band, you could, you can see two totally different bands on maybe lump in that category. Absolutely. Like Ohio scene may not be huge, yeah. but they're badass and well, strong. But it is. But here. it is like a. You know, we're not a hugely populated area but but you know? it is huge i mean like people are coming right like like the workout is they're the like most that was loyal people and if, if anybody figures out that formula write it down like i'll, I'll pay you for it well i mean what do you think that is what kind of energy do you think draws that they have good taste in music <laughs> right the music right well not just that the music the art the vibe yeah the friendship the camaraderie you know all of it yeah Everybody just wanting to hang out and get away from uh, real life for a minute and right and have a good time. So escape into a fantasy land. Yeah. Wait. So what do you guys? How many albums deep are you guys? We have one album out. We're working on our second one now. Yeah. And start on our second. Where are you gonna record? Recording a place in Kettering called Rephrase Studios. Can can we step over here? Do you guys mind or do you gotta be by this end? I just didn't wanna. I didn't want I didn't want to get drowned out or bother them. That's Bacano, right? That's Bacano. I, I don't so. know anything. What's up, Travis? Mike, what up, brother? Shit, just doing podcasts. What's up, brother? How we living, my man? Good set, man. Thank you, my man. Thanks for having us out, dude. Always. Appreciate it. it. Wouldn't be right without you guys. Hey, we're talking to you. Travis over here, one of the one of the brainchilds. A brainchild. What the fuck? Hey, am you I got doing? it. You're right. Yes, he's a brainchild. Don't say he nail on the head. You're good. Got it. I took Molly at Hookville. My brain is in another dimension right now. So I am fucking mashed potato that out. Oh, no, no. that's. <laughs> we talk about way worse stuff on this show. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, man. And so so you guys are go, you're in the studio now or you're getting ready to go? In the wintertime. Like probably uh, early December, I think, maybe. Nice. 
you know, so takes money, so we got to save up some dough, but that's that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. So we'll see what happens. What, what's your approach going to be this time? You, you, do you guys usually do a live take, or do you guys like the track? Yeah, we did a... Uh, the room they have there is really cool, and you're kind of able to set up in the same room so you don't have, like, the drums in a separate room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sax and everything. Everybody, everybody's in the same room. It's big enough, and they have baffling to where they get enough isolation to where if you yeah. want to go back in and edit something there's not so much bleeding yeah. you know, through the microphones that you can't so you kind of get the best of both worlds where you're like interacting eye contacts going on right you know, right, right. You're, you're, you know what I mean yeah you're able to fucking communicate share vibe right feed feel all the energy other. you know which can be kind of you know if you're just by yourself kind of laying down stuff sometimes it can be little, sterile like where's my motivation man? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah it's missing the juice right the but, juice um, yeah, so that's it's kind of the best of both worlds like that. I like that. And we're such a live band, you know, that you wouldn't want to really, like, handcuff us and make us do things track by track, like a studio, mm -hmm. you know, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of want to... Because um, that can be a trap. Like, I mean, like, you trap yourself. I've seen bands who are like very like a live band or awesome and then go in the studio you and kind of like what your your lane is you know yeah. if some bands are good at that oh know? yeah totally totally but, um, yeah Pink not, Floyd was amazing it's yeah, just right. not my thing or our thing I guess so yeah no no it, that's a completely legitimate way to fucking record it there's nothing wrong with it uh, I no I, I'm with you because like especially this kind of music like right. what you guys do. The interaction is so important, right. right? Right, it's so important for you guys to be communicating and shit. Holy shit. I'm sorry, do you mind moving to the back of that van? We're almost done. We're almost so done. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to lure you into the woods. <laughs> Just trying to get a clean recording. As we move, we lose more members of your band. I'm yeah, sorry. That's my life. <laughs> Is that how we... So, so you're OG. You're your original mm -hmm, sub, mm -hmm. subterranean house band. Yeah, me, Rob, and Chucky. Sweet. So three out of four still original. What's your lineage of music? Like, where did your parents come? Uh, uh, my play? dad. My dad plays guitar. Yeah. And uh, that kind of sparked it. He taught me, and then that started my journey. It's been a long one. You know, I've studied. A lot of different places under a lot of different people and things but that that was definitely what started it was uh my dad and just uh the music they had in the house at an early age yeah which i'm really fortunate for because i realize it's like everybody doesn't have that like as i get older you know yeah yeah like, no like what song is this all oh, you don't know what's uh, yeah it's like how do you know that song classic my, my dad you know made me know that but yeah <laughs> it's like i had to know that stuff <laughs> no i have i have a i have like the greatest catalog of fucking useless information that my dad's passed on to me and not that that's useless but like that's I what have, he that's what he calls it he calls himself a fountain of useless information that's what my dad says he is <laughs> but it's funny how that stuff becomes useful at some point it does like i have a podcast so that stuff is just completely useful it's content nothing's useless you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, is anything really useless? I mean, maybe, but... Yeah, I mean, I know a few people. I, I, know, <laughs> I, I know a couple people. <laughs> that are pretty other useless. Other than that. <laughs> yeah, I could use grass clippings for something. I could fertilize or something with that. Most but. things got some sort of purpose. 
uh, but like his jam was fucking like the 1940s, 1920s, and 1940s uh, jam band. Oh, not jam band. Yeah, the 1940s like jam some, band. Like jazz scene. and stuff like that. Uh, big band. Like Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman, yeah, fucking man. Stan Ken, yeah. fucking Teddy Wilson. All, all those motherfuckers. That's great stuff. Yeah, man. And, and like, it was awesome growing up. And then there was like a huge. Oh, look at these fucking assholes. Look at the. <laughs> Are you recording right now? Yeah, I am. Oh, did I walk up on you? It's okay. It's okay. Podcast? It's been happening the whole time, but it's okay. Join I, in. Are you yeah. podcasted right now? What's the topic? What are we talking about? We're talking about the useless information our parents passed down to us, but it's not really useless because we use it all the time. So yeah, like, it really is useful. It really is. It, we it felt can be like useful. it was useless at the time. Well, like with like my dad, he ingrained uh, big band music in my head, so now I have this like information about like Benny Goodman and like I've seen that fucking movie a hundred times and Gene Krupa. <laughs> Yeah, anyways. I'm more of like Fleetwood Mac in my head. <laughs> of course he does. The metric system? Yeah, of course cool. he uses the metric system. <laughs> it makes more sense, but it doesn't. We don't use it. My mom uh, is gay. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I said it on Why'd the you podcast. just out your mom on the podcast? It's cool. She's outed. She, everybody she knows. Outers, everybody knows. So, so you, your dad, he... You can stick around. I'm just fucking... I'm just cutting you off. <laughs> no, we're going to go to the but, green room. Oh, okay. Well, you can stick around. I wasn't trying to chase... Anyway, fuck them. That's the band I play with. Okay. If you could tell, we know each other. Um, so, so your dad was a guitar player, had all this awesome music he was able to impart on you. Right. And so you just sort of went from there. Yeah. N- no one else in the family? Um, no. How far did your dad take it? Well, we played in a band together, actually. Oh. I love and, that. Um, we played out. We didn't travel, but we played uh, locally. Yeah. For a few years. Four or five years, probably. Yeah. You know, I cut my teeth. You know, it showed me how to show up to a gig, Damn. how to, you know, be professional, that, you, that how to is... practice a band, how to, you know, just all the A, Bs, and Cs, I guess, really, that, you, you know. That you have to learn you years have to learn. and years and years of I fucking kinda, failing, right? To to realize, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I you know. do know. Yeah. I'm very aware of. So I'm that, very aware of my failures, but I'm very aware that I was able to learn from them. So was, it was never really a failure. It was just me learning, which whatever. Well, we're all hopefully just always learning. You know, just keep keep trying to I can't imagine like imagine the person who is just like yeah I don't need know any more information I'm fucking good actually I've met a bass player his name is Tony Green he played bass for the dramatics and he played bass for um on the G-Funk era on uh like the uh, on Doggy Style he played on Warren G song the one Warren G song Uh I asked him I was like um you know like do you do you feel like you uh how do I? It's a question I usually ask. Um, fuck! I always ask it. It's so stupid. I ask him a question about like, well, how how are you practicing to get better? That's, and right. he was like, I'm not. I'm already great. I don't need to do it. I mean, he's like in his 60s. You know, he's been doing this for a long time. But it, like, it, I mean, he's a great play, bass player. But it's like, how do you sit there and like tell somebody he's like, I don't need to know anything else. I'm good. That's it. Must have been in one of the moods, I guess. I don't know. No, I mean, that's just the way he is. He's very fond of himself, which is fine. <laughs> it's okay to be fond of yourself, but he's like Kanye fond of himself, which I think is a little overboard. But right. 
I mean, I don't know. I, is it wrong to be confident? I mean, Kanye is just a confident guy. Yeah, it's a I fine mean, line, I think. You know, you got to have confidence to stand up in front of people, yeah. you know, and do something they're all watching you and, right. you know, kind of critiquing you. So you got to have confidence. But um, it's not, I've always found it really easy to stay humble in music because there's just so many good right musician especially a guitar you don't have to go very far to find somebody <laughs> to humble you you know or yeah. they're like wow okay you know, I'm not you know, a dime a dozen or whatever you know what I mean like it's just there's a lot of great players out there and I've uh, just never had a problem with that just, yeah yeah you get reminded every day yeah, just go home like, oh man that did you see that I gotta go home and practice all night now Jeez. Dude, did you see the band uh, the paddle bots I think is the like name? that's a great example you know you never heard of them you're out here and you know and by a cornfield and all of a sudden <laughs> they're laying down some of the nastiest you know funk that you've heard in a long you know it's like like oh, where the fuck you did you come from okay all right okay all right <laughs> all right but did that like like that shit always spins me out like how fucking good and then I talked to the drummer afterwards he was like yeah we don't really practice our shows are practice whatever <laughs> they sounded great those guys yeah well I mean you you can't even tell right you can't even tell that they are just show up and play they're just they're at that level where they could just do that I'm I got a feeling those guys have had some rehearsals oh of course no 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 no, no, no. no he was saying he was he was very forthright about it he was saying that they fucking practiced their dick off got their set together and now and now, now they have their set it. yeah see and that's the thing too that is um interesting you know like and this isn't in the context of them this is mm -hmm. just me personally here yeah it'd be hard for me to play the same set every night I agree. And I'm not talking about them. I'm like right. um, certain bands like a country band, a pop or a top 40 band, mm -hmm. you know, like, or even like some of the main mainstream rock and roll bands. Yeah. And they get a set down. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Play and it that's it. Every night. Like, yeah. You know, we really take the approach where like we track every set list. We know what we've played. And we come back to it. You know, we play some, don't repeat any songs. Right. And we're always switching it up. You know, we try right. to keep bringing in new, new tunes. Not just for the audience, but for ourselves. Just for everything, you know? Yeah, totally, but man. They both have advantages and disadvantages. The advantage when you play the same set every night is like... Eventually, I feel like the nerves dissipate a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because every, like you got some muscle memory starts to creep into where, like, you know what, man? Like, there's no part that's going to come in the set tonight where, like, my asshole's going to get tight. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I better yeah. hit this, this tough lick that I haven't done in three months. You know, right, like, right. You know, you pretty much, everything's... And that's a cool. That's kind of good because yes, it, it yes. feels good. You're able to right. like, you know, do other things. But then the other, the bad part is like, I feel like sometimes it gets stale. Like maybe like, first half of the tour is like, you know, leaning forward and hungry. Yeah, yeah. But then by the end, it's kind of like, oh, this old song again. And you're going through the motions, and you can't fake out audiences. They yeah. always know like, they do if you're real or not, or they just know. It's weird. I know it, it is. It's like this hive mind turn on you or love you kind of thing it's like it's like they're either in you or they're just talking to a friend smoking cigarettes as but soon as like, you doubt an audience they will like be like oh shit they'll do something you're like wow like you know this baffle you like fuck they know what's up man like you know what was such an awesome experience at hookahville um and this relates i promise <laughs> it Billy Strings, have you ever heard of him? I, I have heard of him. I'm not hip. I haven't heard his music, but I know what he does. And I've 
for the name. So he's bluegrass, and right. they went up there with a four-piece. They had upright, mandolin, banjo, guitar, Billy Strings play guitar. And for the first half, like, for the first, like, 15 minutes of the set, they're just sort of playing regular bluegrass, and you can kind of see the crowd fucking just talking and talking and doing their thing. And then they started really playing, and it was amazing to see them grab the audience. Like, they just like, no, fuck that, you are gonna listen, yeah. and you're gonna fucking love it. Yeah. To watch a band do that, I think is so fun. Like, it, it's like, have you ever been to a comedy show where a guy is bombing and he digs himself out of it? I haven't, but I could imagine. I've been to comedy shows. Yeah. And for some reason, they've always been good. Luckily. Yeah, so. yeah, no, no, no. But but sometimes there's a bomb. And, well, well, you can feel like a joke may not have. I wouldn't say bombing, but you yeah, kind of yeah. feel like, oh man, that didn't go like quite how he thought. You yeah. Know? Maybe kind of gets back on track. Right, right, right. It's the same. Same deal, man. Yeah, I, I, I just love to see people just sort of like come back. Yeah. You know, like it's it's that same old story. Like the person from from the hood comes up and he's president now. You know, like in a smaller microcosm of like a show. Yeah, yeah. You're like bringing these motherfuckers out of the hood because they're just hanging out, not talking or listening, or they're just yeah, you know, overcome around. some sort of adversity. You know, right? Yeah, I, I love that. That is just so cool. So. Uh, we're talking about the audiences and how it can be a hive mind that sort of can go in so many directions. Yeah, yeah. What, what was the last show that you had where you were just like, oh my god, I can't believe that we were even capable of that. And where the audience, where everything was just right, like just how you wanted it. Or, I mean, not it doesn't have to be perfect, but I'm just saying like that last time that you just walked off stage like, holy fuck, what the fuck? Steven's pretty fresh in the band. He's been in the band like eight months maybe now. Okay, yeah. I feel like in the last two or three months, he kind of hit a stride. You know, he's not just him, but us playing with him and then yeah. him knowing the material and stuff. And I just feel like we've had a series of shows that have been, you know, just like, oh, wow, we something's happening here. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. growing. You can kind of see like, oh, we feel like we're growing, you yeah. know. So more so than just an in particular show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say we're just... We're hitting a stride right now, and um, I hope the I think those shows are going to come next year is what I'm thinking. Where we have like a couple shows where it's like, man, I hope we recorded that. Or that yeah. felt like one of those ones that might have been good. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sometimes you think they're good and you listen to it, it's like, ah, like, oh god, what happened there? Man, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. Well, it's it's <laughs> weird because like just because you're playing loud and like you're just putting everything into it doesn't mean that you're articulating, right? Or like. It's elusive and there's so many factors. Yeah, music, totally. You know, it's like, what, like tonight with the weather, you know, tuning was kind of an issue. So you could right. be playing everything, you, you know, but you might have a little bit of an intonation problem here and there. Right, it's like, right. there's so many different factors to it. Oh, totally, totally. Um, what is a weakness in your playing or singing, doesn't matter, that you've overcome in the past or are working on now? So like, I always like to give the exa examples. My left hand is dog dick. So I have to constantly work it and keep it alive or else it'll like atrophy and fall off. So <laughs> what is your weakness? And I hate calling it weakness, but it's just oh, you're, man, something you're trying not, to overcome. Nothing wrong with that. I have lots of weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I don't even know if I've overcome any. I'm still working on it. They're just, you Well, know. you obviously have overcome enough to be as good as you are. Yeah. So fuck it. What's something that maybe you, maybe, maybe something you've already overcome. I don't know. That's a good question. I, 
I try. I yeah. try. Yeah. I try to be good at this. I try to give you a good answer, so I'm trying uh, to think for a second. Whatever you have to say is fine, man. I think it. <clears throat> when you um, get real serious about music, you, you can get into theory and you can get deep with all that stuff. But I think more importantly than that, sometimes is just real simple things like. Let me start on the offbeat with this phrase instead yeah. of starting on the beat. Right. And just a simple mindset of starting on the off instead of the on yeah. makes your phrase more interesting. Just that. Mm -hmm. Or like little things like instead of um, like when you're soloing, thinking short, short, long, short phrase, short phrase, long phrase, instead of just la 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 la. Yeah, yeah, just attack, so like, attack, attack. I guess attack. what I'm thinking is like a sub. Addition by subtraction is kind of what I've learned as I've gotten older that embrace the space, addition by subtraction. Sometimes you get nervous or you feel like, and when as soon as you get nervous or you feel a little bit uncomfortable, you do too much. Yeah. You play more notes, you play more of this or you do this or you push harder with your voice or this or that. When really what you should do is relax and listen and like you know just do things correctly like don't try to do too much i think as i've gotten older i've learned how to embrace the space a little bit more and i still should do it way better than i do i'm just starting to like i'm no. cognizant of it now like yeah no no i, I need to do it better but i I'm no i was just talking it. to chris like about fucking how like as you get older like your ear develops and like you you hear you hear different things, and like you were saying about phrasing, like I'm in the same place with you. I play guitar too. So like, I'm in the same place with guitar. Not with keys, totally different thing. But with guitar, I'm in that space where I'm just like, oh shit, like if you just sort of do it, maybe wait a little bit, give it a hiccup, and then hit your phrase. Yeah. You know, hit your little preggio, you know, starting on the ninth and run, you know, like just whatever it is. Slide into the ninth and then fucking go sure. do your pregio. Just you know? a slide. Just a little slide. It's like instead of just hitting right on it, just a slide makes a difference. It's, it's like, wow, okay. No, <laughs> those little a, nuances make a big, they all add huge, up. Huge, you huge. Know, to make a difference. I, I did notice that of your playing is that you, you were great at sort of like letting the space fill and then going in and doing your thing. Oh, thanks. I noticed that with the bass player for the paddle bots too, he was. Like he wasn't doing much. He was just going, you know, just doing like these little bends, and he wasn't going crazy or anything. Sorry, I almost fell on you. You're fine. <laughs> Ralphina, is this your guys's yeah. tour van? Yeah. Nice. Thousand dollars, baby. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah for like three or four years now. Wow. How many miles he got? I don't know. The odometer kind of stopped working. <laughs> That's nice. But. What's the what's the most work you had to put into it? We just had to put the uh, You're miss, we just had to fix the alternator. Can I just take a picture so this oh, yeah. works in content? Get our, get our Star Wars guys up there. Okay, let me take a picture of this because I don't forget our feather too. Let me make sure I got your feather. <laughs> there it is. Your peacock feather is there. All right. And so I'm I'm just taking pictures for the Instagram so you guys know good, what I'm looking at. It's their van. <laughs> And they're missing the inner panel of their door, but they have Star Wars guys, yeah, so it makes broke. up for that. The, the window, window doesn't broke, work, so we had to take the paddle off to clamp the window up. God, you know what I mean? So you gotta do what you gotta do, you baby. Ralphina is gonna make it. They're not cheap to fix the windows, you know? Yeah. We're still. Oh shit! Coming through. 
Yeah, we, 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 as we kept moving, we lost more and more members. I know, I went to pee and then I got... We lost Chucky, then we lost Steven, but guys, I'm still going strong. You are, Chris is holding it down for you guys. He's the only thing, he's the only one that has anything wise to say anyway. I just make smart ass jokes. <laughs> hey, just, everybody has their role, right? Everybody has their space. So, so you're saying you're, what you're overcoming now is just sort of learning to to work on no thank you i appreciate it though uh you're 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 working on like your space you're working on like not just playing notes but playing you're saying something well that's just one thing i feel like i've semi-accomplished i'm mm -hmm. kind of working on other things now okay like but what i um i try to work on a lot of standards you know just standards like getting inside and jazz standards, jazz you know, okay. like um, and just like reading, you know, yeah. making myself do stuff that I don't do a lot in in this band. Like I don't, we don't ever read. Yeah, but I try to like, you know, read out the melodies, play them, keep my sight reading, just able to do it still, you know. Yeah, and those, I just feel like those changes and those progressions and learning the way they. The heads and the melodies they play, outlining the chord changes, you know. Uh -huh. It's just always, I'm not good at it, so I yeah. just always try to challenge myself and, that's and keep getting better at it. You know, um, that's the main thing I do now is just, just keep trying to learn different that's, standards, you know, and, that's interesting. and get them down. I do that too, uh, but I'll I'll learn I'll go to like a standards or I'll do like some sort of exercises with chord changes. And that's sort of a way I'll mine, mine uh, material. So like, I really like certain changes and like, I like how that sounds as a change. How can I use that in something that I, that's completely different and still accomplish that feel, you know, or, or at least that, that change. Right, right. So, so that's cool, that's cool. So Thanks. does that ever, does that ever inspire writing? That's the, mainly what it does. Okay. Especially the, way they do chord that's the harmonic structure mm -hmm. of the chords and, the, and the, you're like oh wait a minute mm -hmm. yeah you know it's no, so it's much more deep and intricate it's like gives you so many ideas you know it's like to like when when people are doing the chords and hammering out the melodies at the same time you might as well just be talking a foreign language to me i just <laughs> i'm just not there as a player like i think i could be if i worked harder that's all it, I think that's all it takes, yeah. you know, just time. time yeah, I know I know. could be, but like, I don't have that kind of time. And it's weird being multi-instrumentalist who gigs out multi-instrumentalist, because you never really have a chance to sort of catch up on each instrument. So I'm constantly jumping between guitar, bass, and keys, and like I never really get a good solid anything on either one of them. So. That's funny so, you said that. Well, you're being really honest though, because that's one reason why I play one instrument is it's exactly a, what you said because I wanted to become I knew that it would take everything I had just mm -hmm. to get where I wanted just to get do one <laughs> so like if I split my time up you know but then there's 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 pros and cons I'm sure you're really happy that you know how to play I am not just that but that right too. it's I'm, really cool well I'm able to work in a lot of ways that I wouldn't be if I just played one you instrument. got a lot more options right? I have more options but I think my the best thing that came out of it is not really my playing, more as I think my my writing sensibility and my production sensibility yeah. well, the, is, is like, more of a 
is heightened more than my actual plane. The keyboard, I feel like, I minored in that at Sinclair. Oh, know, cool. I was taking lessons, that, like I didn't want to, but they made you. you oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that was the same for me. But I was like, I'm gl really glad they did because just the way it lays in front of you optically. Linear. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Because the guitar is so different. Yeah. You're looking like, you're looking down at it. You know what I mean? Like, at yeah. your world. Right, exactly, exactly. It's your all world's in front like of laid you. out right, yeah. like how you would, how you would want it, a right. piano, you know, like not right all here, fucking stacked from together. left to right. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. All right, this is really, this is really great. You know, exactly, nothing's hard to reach. Yeah, you know, like yeah. high notes, yep. low notes. You know, like, no, it's like, ridiculous. The guitar is like one of the most ridiculous instruments. Like, who the fuck was like, this is a good idea to kind of stack it all together? It's like, not this. a good idea. It's hard to keep in tune, and it doesn't. It's just it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's kind of amazing. It's so popular. Well, I think string bending. I think yeah. bending strings is really what, what's what really helped because oh, it's yeah. like even if you suck a guitar, you like just bend that string and it like sustains. It's like, oh yeah. man, you can just sort of bend into that note real right. sweetly. And, yeah, dude, I, that's my favorite part about it. It's just slow bends. That's my favorite part. <laughs> like if I could just be slow bending. Well, all the way I think the human voice, right? You know, has those inflections mm -hmm. where you're bending up, right, you know, right. into notes. The guitar is able to mimic that really exactly. well, like because yeah. you can hit all those microtonal things, you know, totally. and do those in betweens. Like the human voice hits from time to time. Human voice doesn't hit everything spot on every time. Right. Neither does the guitar. You know, it goes out of tune. Yeah, totally. And I'm not dissing a keyboard or piano, but usually, like, if I'm I offended, if Chris. I hit that key, I know yeah. it's going to sound right. in tune and it's going to be a C. Right, right. Or, yeah, totally. I don't know that all the time. Like, you know, yeah. this, like, ah, fuck. Yeah, like, fucking, I didn't like, bit that string too hard. Now it's, you yeah. know. Like, 40 minutes ago, you're just like, fuck, okay, I'll tune in. Whatever. Or especially if you're playing slide guitar, it's like, then, oh, you know, yeah. you're really, you know, using your ear a lot, you know. I mean, you yeah. can kind of go by certain things, but, you know. Yeah. Yes. Whole new world. For sure. I, I've been asking this question a lot because I just think it's nice. Um, are you familiar with uh, comedians and cars getting coffee? Jerry Seinfeld? So Dana Carvey's on the new season and he asked Jerry a question that Jerry was kind of like threw off because he had never been asked that. And I was like, that's such a nice question. And I, it's, the question is, is like, when do you feel most loved? Oh, wow. Isn't that a nice question? Like, I think it's a nice question. For a question, anyways, you know. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe on your birthday. Birthdays <laughs> are good. Lots of people, like, reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the birthday, I don't know. So on your birthday, you feel most loved? I'm gonna go with my birthday right now. Oh man, there's no wrong <laughs> answer, by the way. This is like, you're not gonna be great at it, bro. We do it, we do it usually, like, we do a vacation that coincides with my birthday too. Nice. With like some of my best friends. Oh, cool. So, where'd you go last? We went to uh, uh, Hawking Hills. I love Hawking Hills. And uh, stayed in a cabin, rented a cabin out in the woods. We got weird in the woods. Getting weird in the woods. We got weird in the woods. This is our, and when do you feel most loved? Getting weird in the woods yeah. with your friends camping. When I was in the hot tub, getting weird in the woods, I felt most loved. 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. No, no, it's beautiful. No, I had um, I had a guy say that he feels most loved when he's on stage, and I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool too, man. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's just a question that I, like, I thought was cute. I like Sunday mornings too at my house with my wife and my little baby girl. We just you had a baby girl. Oh, congratulations! She's like seven months old. Oh, okay, so you and Chris both just got some newborns going yeah, on. Yeah, I just had mine a like maybe a couple months ahead of uh, his little baby boy. Yeah. And uh, how yeah. was how was the prospect of a girl before she came? Well, we had a surprise. We didn't know. We didn't know oh, the sex. Cool. So it the, it didn't weigh in on you at all. Or, I mean, I'm sure you thought about the scenario. We thought about it, but we were a little older, so we were just really mainly focused about to have a healthy, have a healthy, healthy beautiful, deal. happy baby. I didn't care if it was a boy or a girl. Yeah. Even though. My family name depends on me having a boy. <laughs> I don't care. Everybody's everybody, you know. We all yeah. we're all related somehow, so I don't give a shit about it's all names. Good man. No, we need more women. We need strong women, right? We don't need any more fucking bitch ass women. We just need good human beings, man. Good human beings. You know I agree. Saying? I agree. With I'll just that. take a good let's human. Yeah, let's not take sides here. Let's just let's go, just get some go more human. good humans. Let's go pro humans. It seems like that's. These guys, man. Oh, I can't. Bacano's on, and they fucking, they like to get proggy. I'm gonna grab another beer, brother. Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's call it, man. Let, let's enjoy the music. For sure, man. That's what we're here you for. You asked Chris. a lot of good questions. I appreciate I it, appreciate, man. I appreciate you fucking walking back into the dark areas of the backstage <laughs> with some weird Luckily, guys. it's my van. Otherwise, I would have been <laughs> a little... Oh, no, buddy. <laughs> I'm not... I don't do that. I don't hey, man. that. You know? Hey, man. Watch I don't know creepy. what this ruse is with this microphone. <laughs> this treasure <laughs> troll. Yeah. Well, it's the microphone. <laughs> yeah, speak into the mic. It's great to meet you, man. Fuck yeah, Chris. Welcome I, back to Ohio. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful. Yeah, and man. The scene's been fucking great, and I'm so happy to be involved in well, this. Just in time for winter too, so. Oh well, I spent last winter here, so. That's oh, did you? Okay. I mean, I'm from so here. You know. I spent the first 23 years. You know what to expect. Oh, I know.
appreciate that. We are subterranean from Dayton, Ohio. Glad to be here with y'all. Hey Mike, can I get some drum vocals on the front wedges, please? This is a new song for us. I hope you like it.
Thank you kindly. Hey, what do you think we keep uh, these two up for uh, another song? You guys cool with that?
Let's hear it one time for our good friend, Mr. Chris Hauser on the guitar over here. And don't forget Mr. Aaron Armstrong on percussion. <laughs> 